Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we learned Parasha Kitsitsa and this is a very tumultuous parasha. It's very upsetting. This is a parasha in which the Jewish people sinned with the golden calf and it's very hard to understand because they were like angels like 40 days before they had received the Torah at Mount Sinai and they had um, they were in a very high spiritual level and it's very hard to understand how it came to be that people who were in such a lofty label, le level were able to fall down so low. So in one of the Rebbe's uh, Sihas, um, he, he teaches that every descent is for the purpose of the ascent. And uh, that a person doesn't fall down in this world if it's not for him to get up and go higher. So furthermore, as everything we experience in physical life exists only because it is a mirror of the spiritual realms, uh, whatever we live in this world, there's a source of it also in the spiritual world. And every descent is spiritually is also one, only for the purpose to ascend. So this is what we have seen, and it is true of, of souls, of neshamot, with their descent into the bodies for an ultimate ascent to, the, to go to Gan Eden. So we see that a, a, a soul is very, is a spiritual being. It's something that is very high, in a very high place. And it's sent down to this world. It descends. It has a yedida. It has a descent into this world. It's put inside of a body, let's say in, incarcerated inside of a body. And um, it comes to the world and there's a lot of things that bring the, the soul down. But the whole purpose of this soul coming to this world is so he can um, he can go higher to a place higher than the one that he came from. So with this in mind, we now learn of another important distinction. And it's the notion in spirituality of the left and the right. And as it is physical level, this is a manifestation in the, in the human being with his right and his left sides. Uh, also in the, in the spiritual, in the spiritual source, the left, the left is Gebura, is a strictness, judgment, severity. And the right corresponds to Hesed, which is love and kindness. And, um, and we know from here that uh, Hashem uses these two, these two attributes, let's call them, uh, or Sefirot, in order to um, relate to us. So there's the kindness of Hashem and there's the judgment of Hashem. There's the, the open and revealed good that Hashem sends to us. And then there's a good that is really not revealed, that we don't experience it as good. We can even feel it like a punishment. But in reality, it's a higher level of love in which Hashem has to use his um, severity, his judgment. Sometimes he has to constrain himself in order for us to be able to have merits and to be able to grow. So these two concepts of descent being for the purpose of the ascent and the, and the concept of the Hesed on the right side and the Gebura in the left side is a matrix of all creation and it, it unlocks one of its deepest secrets.
<clears throat> so this concept begins with the creation of, of the world itself. Uh, in, in itself, the creation of the world is a descent, it's a yedida, and uh, we know that Hashem, in order to create these worlds, he, this world, he has to contract himself, he had to create this simsum, these contractions, in order where he contracted himself, he contracted this never-ending light, uh, to the point where, in this world where we are, the world of Asiya, the world of action, you can even doubt the existence of Hashem. You can even say, I don't think Hashem really exists. I don't see Him, I don't hear Him, I don't feel Him. And so we see that, um, that this is uh, the, the spiritual source of this descent into the physicality. And in and this, uh, these worlds that he created in order to come to this world of Asiya were the worlds of Asilut, which is the world of emanation, the world of uh, Beria, which is the world of creation. Then you have the world of Yetzira, which is the world of formation. And finally, we have the world in which we live, which is the world of Asiya, which is the world of action. And this is a world in which we come to do, is a world where the most important thing is your actions, your behavior. This is what matters here. So as these four worlds were separated off in the process of creation, the separation itself was a process of descent because each world is less spiritual. In each world, from the highest to the lowest, it's like in a cone, you see that every world is, has less amount of divinity, of a revelation. Uh, to the point where you come to this world where it's in the tip of the cone, where it's pitch black, where there's no revelation. And the purpose of this is that the ultimately there will be an aliyah. That ultimately in this very dark place where we are, where we call world, where we exist, we come to this world to have an ascent. And Am Israel will return the physical to the spiritual, so making a dwelling place for Hashem in this most lowly of the worlds. And now the concept of left and right, uh, the concept of left is the concept of Yedida, of descent, and the concept of the right is the concept of Aliyah, which is ascent. And we know that with every descent there is a concept that we can do Teshuvah, we can always repent for the sins that we have committed, we can make amends and we can turn around and never do them the sin again and then we reconnect to Hashem in a higher level of ourselves than before the sin was committed. So sometimes one's tests are such that however objectively incredible it is easy at the time to go wrong. It is easier for example to understand the grotesque error of the of the golden calf, it was horrendous what happened. Uh, when one tries to imagine how Am Israel, who were in such a lofty state spiritually, they had had such a climax at the giving of the Torah at Mount Sinai, uh, how can it be that they fell so low? And so what happened? was that they made a miscalculation. Uh, Moshe Rabbeinu was supposed to be in the, on, on the heaven, up the mountain, receiving the Torah for 40, 40 days, and they did a miscalculation. 
They thought it was day 41 and Moshe hadn't returned and they got scared that their Rebbe was not gonna come down and they got very scared. What were they gonna do? Who, how were they gonna be able to connect to Hashem if they didn't have their shepherd? And uh, once they thought him dead, their craving, they had a cra craving for a repetition of this, um, of this phenomenon caused to seek the formation, to a, they, they seek to form a substitute and God made it easier for them to err from there as the calf, self-formed molten gold, let from their fire, from the fire bleeding. Although, as we read in the Torah, we wonder how Am Israel, just having the experience God could go so wrong. Imagining the moment of the cow's sleep helps to understand how it was possible. So we see from here there's a there's a concept that in the way that you wanna go, Hashem is gonna take you. Like if you wanna go to the right, Hashem's gonna take you to the right. If you wanna go to the left, He's gonna take you to the, in the left. He's gonna help you go in the direction that you wanna go. And there is a deep philosophical question in all of this, which came first, the Yerida of the people as they sinned, what was first? The sin itself or the background structure by Hashem in allowing them the environment in which they could make the horrible mistake and make that horrible decision. So what is first, the sin or the capacity to sin? And so a father can do everything in his life. You know, the, the, they talk about helicopter parenting, which the father or the mother are very careful to protect their children from not failing. They, they're scared that the kid is gonna fail and they don't want the kid to go through all this burden of, 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 of the feelings of in, inadequacy when a person fails that they protect them so much, they make everything for them so they would never fall down that at the end of the day, the, the kid, the, the child is crippled. And uh, alternatively, he can train the child by sm small failures. Like you can allow your kid to, to once in a while, once in a while have a failure. I remember once one of my daughters wanted to wear high heels and she was like 13 years old and she wanted to wear these high heels. And I was like, you're 13, why would you wear high heels? It, it looks ridiculous. And no, everybody's wearing high heels, everybody. And I once talked to a rabbi and this rabbi said to me, Margie, choose your battles, choose your battles. You cannot fight everything. And when the kids are teenagers, it's like everything is a constant fight. So he says, choose your battles. So I said, okay, high heels, it's not a big thing. It's not gonna, it's not a big deal. You know, it's not a thing about if she's a good person, not a good person, if she's doing right or wrong. It's like, okay, let her wear the heels. And so she went to the synagogue. She, we went to Shul, Shabbat. She went in her heels. She said, take a pair of tennis shoes, put them on and you change when you get to Shul. No, 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 my high heels, my high heels. Okay, she got there. When we were on our way back home, she could not walk. She could not walk. Literally, she could not walk. It was like a 10 minute walk. She could not walk anymore. So, okay, uh, she took them off and I said, okay, I'm a good mom, I'm a kind mom. So okay, put on my shoes and I put on her shoes, but it was enough of a lesson for her to learn do not wear such high heels when she's walking 10, 15 minutes from the house. 
So sometimes we have to allow our kids to make the mistake. It's painful for the parent because the parent suffers when the child makes it suffering. But at the same time, when a, a parent helps the child fall, or not that he helps him fall, but he allows it to happen, ultimately the child will avoid the greater fall. And, um, and he will enjoy the ultimate ascent. So a parent may allow his small son to make a mistake, which would be adverted by the father's warning, securing the knowledge that the very mistake becomes the child's best teacher for the next time. So our mistakes are really our best teachers. They are the ones that really teach us the big, big uh, truths of life. And, uh, and in this parasha, we learn this, that Hashem allowed the Jewish people to sin because this was part of their growth. This was part of them becoming uh, the people they needed to become. So, so, so just as Hashem left hand, the left hand of strict judgment introduced this descent, um, we can see that the purpose was the ultimate ascent and the Jewish people did Teshuvah and they repented and they returned. Uh, to their essence and eventually after this big boo-boo, the next thing we know is Hashem tells the people, go and build a Mishkan. Go and build a Mishkan. Get busy with good things. So as we see elsewhere, Jews enjoy Hashem's blessing into two, in two ways. Some blessings are ours by way of being showered down from above. This is what we call open and revealed good. When everything is going great and it's open and revealed and you feel the love of God in your life for no reason. And some, on the other hand, are pulled down by our activity, deserving them from below. So we have to do our job to bring the brahas. Like we need to, there's a system going on. Hashem has all this kindness in heaven for us, but he needs us to do things that will allow us to bring these blessings down. There's a concept in, in, in Kabbalah, which is called the bread of shame. And Hashem doesn't want to give us bread of shame. And what does it mean, bread of shame? is to give us a free pass in life, which doesn't allow a person to feel good about himself that he can accomplish. So Hashem, he gives us these blessings uh, when we pray, when we do a mitzvah, when we, when we do teshuvah, when we do things for him, we suddenly see these beautiful blessings coming to our lives. And this activity must, however, be accompanied by emunah and, and, and bitachon. We need to have faith and trust in Hashem when we do the things we do. And there is a beautiful story of a tzaddik that was called to a town once, uh, to a community, because there was a very terrible drought in the community. And he was brought to this community to pray for rain. And when he saw the people coming into shul, he hid himself in the bushes. He didn't want to go in. And they were looking for him and looking for him. Finally, they find him. He says, why are you hiding? And he says, I don't want to go in. People didn't bring their umbrellas. You know, I'm going to go and pray for, for rain, but people don't believe it's going to rain. So we need to believe. There's a beautiful story also of a great tzaddik that once he came to a town and uh, a family, a, a couple came to him and he said, they said that they were trying to have a baby for 15 years and were un unsuccessful. They didn't have a baby. 
And this great Sadiq gave them a blessing that next year he will come again, they, they, they would be having a Brit Milah. And so it happened to be that the year later he comes and the day he arrives, it's the Brit Milah of this baby that he had given the blessing for. And his uh, Gabai, the, 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 his secretary that came with him everywhere, approached him and says, Rebbe, I don't understand. You have this couple, they come for a blessing, you give them a blessing, and one year later they have a baby. And me, I work for you for so many years. You know me and my wife, we don't have a baby. And you haven't given us a blessing. And, and, and he said, but did you go and buy the, the, the stroller? This couple, the minute I gave them the, the blessing, they went and they bought, first thing they did was they bought the stroller. They believed that baby was coming. But if I give you the blessing and you don't believe it's gonna come, then it doesn't matter what I say, it's not gonna come. So in contrast, um, we see that there's some blessings that come from us from Hashem, and the Aliyah that comes from blessings earned from below, however, is always greater that which is presented by gift. When the Neshama descends into the body, which is to be a foreign, to be in a foreign and difficult environment, it encounters the difficulties of having physical needs. So when we come into this world, we encounter um, a foreign place. Uh, we're not in heaven, we're not basking in the rays of glory, we're down in the world. We have a body, we have needs, we need to eat, we need to get dressed, we need to send our kids to school, uh, the body hurts, you get sick. It's not an easy experience living in this world. It's a beautiful experience, but it's not an easy environment. But the whole purpose of this environment here is so we can bring godliness here by our actions. As I said before, this is a world of action by the way we behave with, with ourselves, with God and with people. And in that way, we're, we're creating an ascent of the soul. The soul will be able to go higher. So we see later in Parashat Nitzavim, in which uh, Moshe tells, he says, tells the people, see what I put before you today, life on the one hand, which is good, and death on, death on the other hand, which is bad. D do we really need Moshe's assistance in revealing life to be good and death to be bad? Like, obviously, for everybody, death is not something good. We don't like death. And when, the, when then told to choose, Moshe says, choose, you have these two choices. And he says, choose life, choose life. So we see here that life really is to be connected to, to our essence. It's to be connected to our source, to be connected to Hashem. When a person is connected to his source, he is alive. And when he's not connected to the source, he's not alive, he's existing, but he's not really living. And so when we learn a secret together, when we learn, we learn a secret together in Torah, the word life, haim, and tov, good life, refers to spirituality. So haim tov, to have a, a good life, means that uh, we are connected to the source, we are connected above. And the ra, the ra, the bad, uh, the bad refers to the opposite, which is a product of lack of, uh, of, of an endurance, lack of connection. 
And so there's a fascinating test for good and life on the one hand and bad and death on the other is the capacity for something not to deteriorate. A man who understands Hasidut will see that misuse drugs, for example, inducing as they do to a temporary exalted state, are from the side of, of bad. Nothing good can come from that. Because even people say, okay, I'm doing this to be more spiritual, but it's not a real spirituality. Because real spirituality, real connection, means that you're active in the world, that you're doing in the world, when you're doing things in this world that are changing the world, when you do kindness to someone, when you hear that you visited someone that was sick and then 10 years later you find this person and suddenly this person is having an amazing life and you see the, what's going on and he tells you because you came to visit me and you believed in my well-being, then that gave me the strength to be to, 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 to fight for my, for my health. And so you see these ripple effects of your kindness, and I can give you a hundred stories about this, which I'm not gonna get into because it, then it becomes too long, but there's stories and stories of people that do one act of kindness, and suddenly this, this person that received the kindness, you saved their lives. And so we see that this is what life really means, is doing good. And the, and the more that one plugs into good, as defined, the more positive one life becomes. The more good you do, the more good you're gonna receive. And the more one plugs into the opposite, God forbid, uh, then regrettably, the more one assesses the demanding physical, urgent, and monetary pleasures, the less long-term benefit there can possibly be. When a person leaves this world, he takes zero. You don't take your, your clothes, you don't take your, your valuables, you don't even take your friends, you don't take your family, you don't take nothing. The only thing that is, is eternal, that really is, is something that you take with you, is your kindness, your deeds. This is what goes with you. So for this reason, the early Hasidim went to greater lengths not to be involved in unnecessary physical pleasure. They, they doesn't mean they didn't have, they didn't eat and they didn't take a shower, but it means that whatever was not necessary, they would, would abstain from. This is not the test of, of our generation, but we have to learn that we have to be crazy, we have to be careful not to misuse the physical pleasure uh, that is aligned with the left side, with the Gevura. We, we have to use our pleasure for Hashem. That's that's why food is so delicious, because Hashem wants you to have pleasure from the food, but He also wants you to use it for good. He wants you to have the good intention when you eat it. He wants you to eat kosher food. He wants you to do a blessing on the food and acknowledge that He's the one that feeds you. Uh, you to give food to people who are do, who are hungry. You know, it's it's you take whatever the physical world gives you but you elevate it, and this is the ascent, this is the Aliyah. And so Hashem with the left gives us an environment which is fraught with enormous difficulties. This is the, the Gevura of Hashem has to put us in places where we're uncomfortable, where it's hard, where we suffer. But the whole purpose of it is for us to grow and to be able to ascend. 
and one that makes a choice one can sink into the into this the the yerida the descent or one can become overcome this physical and 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 tune into the spiritual aspect of your life and by doing so so then you are a you are a, being able to have an aliyah and for that is that what you're created so whenever you make a boo-boo whenever you do something that is not the right choice and you fall uh, yeah you have to feel bad about it obviously because if you don't have remorse then you cannot change things but don't concentrate so much in the in what you did bad concentrate more in how can i grow from this how, how can i change myself from this how can i uh, grow from this experience and, and 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 go to a higher place how can i really work on myself to be a better human being so this is the whole point of it and thank god hashem is kind to us he forgives us he's very patient with us because the, the 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 real reason is he doesn't want to give up on us he he invested in us and he believes in us and he wants us to to grow and to ascend that's the whole purpose of this so i wish you a blessed life a blessed week and remember live a little higher thank you mm -hmm.